Thaddeus Ellenberg presents Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. Mitchum's Guide to Buffet Etiquette. For nearly a century, the Mitchum Institute has been the leading authority on etiquette in society and at home. Founded by American novelist and travel writer Hubert Mitchum, the Institute has become a household name with best-selling guides from The Ladies' Authoritative Handbook to Hats at Horse Races in 1937 to the contemporary classic Civility for the Broken Home in Modern Times in 1968. With various contributions to Hastings Magazine, including manners for masquerades and other masked formals, along with Hubert Mitchum's popular weekly wartime column, Etiquette and Rationing, published inside the Arliss Home Economics Journal. In 1986, Mitchum's commercially successful Blue Book of Arcade Gaming and Supplemental Coin Ops reaffirmed their established role in the canon of modern etiquette. Mitchum's newest, A Guide to Buffet Etiquette, continues the Institute's tradition of excellence and yet again provides a helpful companion to conduct and social convention, this time in the face of all you can eat. Following are some brief excerpts. When beginning a conversation on the art of buffet dining, one should proceed with a simple expression in mind. Enjoy it while it lasts. This approach is, of course, in response to the antiquated view, get out while the getting's good. The latter philosophy presupposes that conditions such as embarrassment or gastrological discomfort are known and established givens in such an outing, while the amended former discourages inhibition and instills in the diner a necessary assumption that each food item is at continual risk of running in short or limited supply. So act quickly and enjoy plentifully with gusto, for one doesn't eat like a bird when in the realm of overindulgence. Dress A cultured buffet diner is never without elastic or stretch. Donald Clapper, Atlantic City Ice Sculpture Management and Legendary Buffet Consultant. There has never been a truer remark than the above when considering appropriate buffet attire. Comfort and ease are imperative. Thus, diners should avoid any incommodious clothing, while still maintaining the wearer's unique style, be it mix-matched articles, both shape and make and untidiness, or glaring colors with tasteless designs and noticeable filth as is the custom in America, and therefore viewed as permissible and in line with current convention. Please avoid belts, as these are restrictive and counterproductive to your overall object. In this regard, drawstrings and garments that expand are indispensable. However, should one require the assistance of a belt due to an exposed waist seam or aging flattened buttocks, or to support the weight of an all but necessary sidearm, which should be clean, loaded, and placed on the table while eating, the best option is to add a series of adjustments to the material manually. 
Refrain from making these accommodations while seated at the table if the other members of your party object, or your actions catch the eyes of those around you. One unwelcome grimace or steak knife to the belly could mar an otherwise beautiful evening. So it's best to err on the side of caution and plan accordingly. Leisure wear is ageless and always suitable for the occasion. Sweatpants and trousers marketed as easy fit are always an exercise in good judgment and are the surest sign of fine breeding. This rule extends to both jump and jogging suits alike. Velvet or satin are excellent materials and should be wadded, not folded. Fleece, although a favorite fabric, should be reserved for evening wear. Remember, being overdressed is just as humiliating as being underdressed. Colors for daytime dining. Sweats should be limited to shades of gray and off-white. Men, spruce up your ensemble with stains and other accents, like oil and acid burns. Evening colors for men should be limited to beige and various browns, and may include buttons and a frayed collar, but must be short-sleeved, if not sleeveless, for that added touch of refinement. For women, daytime activewear is a must. Find harmony in style and form of dress by wearing a white elastic ball cap with pink and gold rhinestones, complemented with a silver sequent clutch purse, packed to the stitches with frivolous effects alongside an empty can of Folgers for your ash. Personalized oddities and eccentricities in flair go a long way. Be always careful not to bother yourself with accurate-fitting forms or close underclothes, as one can be poised without being pressed. Evening wear for women should employ the always reliable padded regalia in red or purple. Like a mature wine, an outdated ensemble will provide a lady with an air of sophistication greater than any stylish garment in the window of the poshest consignment shop. Conduct at the line. Two plates are better than one. Victoria Mauser, smorgasbord scholar and sideboard craftsmaster. It is a simple approach whose benefits are self-evident in its practicality and resourcefulness. Gluttony makes for a poor dinner companion, so don't be hindered by the old ways of dignity and decency. Load up and don't be shy. For decades, the one-plate rule was merely a pre-war notion, a war whose victory gave rise to the celebrated suggestion now terribly old-fashioned and something your grandparents remember. Thankfully, modern excess brings the free-form style of buffet dining into the 21st century. Before reaching the bar, in the event there is a wait, stand with the arms akimbo, the hands on the hips, and step out of the line frequently to monitor the speed of the other diners. Give a polite nudge to maintain proper pace. Pick the plate you want. Never will you find two identical dishes in buffet dining, so take your time and handle them all. You're in the driver's seat now. Your fellow diners will merely have to wait and would be well advised to refer to cultural rhetoric concerning germs. If you can't see it, it can harm you. Once you have your dinnerware in hand, feel free to move around. Skipping is the foundation of contemporary buffet etiquette whose practice should continually push the extremes of boldness. When you shove someone slightly, do not feel compelled to apologize. Conventional understandings have got you covered. Reaching across someone, 
especially for an item they're about to retrieve, is a respectful nod to their excellent taste in foods and is considered a show of respect. Mixing serving spoons is a celebration of culinary diversity as well as an exercise in time management. If a serving spoon or tongs are not present, use your hands rather than disrupting the flow of the line. The sneeze guard is in place for a reason. Use it. But be always careful not to compromise your line of sight. To avoid this all but common mistake uneducated diners fall victim to all too often, lift up on your toes just before nasal expulsion to ensure a clear and obstructed view. However, should a pan of pepper chicken or Cajun curry shrimp catch you off guard, don't waste time inquiring for an attendant to clean the glass of splotches. Simply use the arm of your sleeve to swab away a circular opening in the center of the mucus spray. Your fellow diners will see your actions as courteous and well-bred, as they too will be guaranteed an unimpeded survey of all the food items on display. Taking food directly off the plates of others, although looked down upon in the past, is in our current culture deemed acceptable and in congruence with national opinion on the subject of sharing. Like on the casino floor, when the chips are up and your meal was free, take openly from the sorry sap sitting next to you. Dump runny foods next to absorbent foods to save space and expand your flavor palette. Hot rolls soaked with corn juice and green bean soggy french fries create that perfect trough-like experience. Blend cuisines of competing taste distinctions to enlighten your profile and show off your refined tapestry of flavors. Mint chocolate chip and king crab legs make for a smart and mouthwatering combination. Try grapefruit and seared scallops. Sloppy lasagna and french toast are sure marks of a polished palate. Donuts, pies, cakes, and other desserts do not require a designated plate as demonstrated above and is yet another display of your astute resourcefulness. Using sweets or delicacies as a topping or topper is a clear indication of well-breeding. Eating from the line, although still a highly disputed debate, should be done blatantly as opposed to the more conservative argument of when no one's looking. Use your fingers, but do not advance beyond the rim of the pan, as hot metal and steam can cause injury. If you eat from a serving utensil, be sure to sanitize it with the tail of your shirt, which should remain out in a jar when possible. Consideration is the basis for any well-mannered buffet diner. Table Etiquette Humans are never so vulnerable and self-conscious as when sitting in front of a plate of food. Sidney Waterman, iconic food critic and culinary psychologist. The above statement is an unfortunate byproduct of an image-conscious society, thankfully not present in contemporary buffet dining. Nevertheless, the compulsion is of considerable magnitude in the hearts and minds of lesser experienced diners and could very well ruin your all-you-can-eat experience. It is essential not to allow these personal neuroses to cloud your table etiquette, for even in the most civil and well-bred circles, ill manners at table, in company or alone, can tarnish your otherwise pristine reputation. Here, like the line, Tableware, including glassware and cutlery, are optional. If you fancy a bit of nostalgia and wish to employ the use of utensils, 
limit yourself to the spoon, held with a tight, full-fisted grip, steered toward the mouth in a shoveling motion. Speed is of the essence. The noise level of your eating must reflect your level of enjoyment. Let your vigor and veracity in chewing do the talking for you. Smack and slurp with resounding command. If you wish to follow contemporary trends, although not a requirement in this regard and is more or less a question of personal preference, eat with your hands and ready an ample supply of napkins from the dispenser. Half the stack should suffice. Place discarded bones and rejected food directly to the table surface. Do not feel compelled to wait for the other members of the table to begin eating, as buffet dining is a numbers game. Such unnecessary gestures will only confuse the table and could easily cause you to fall behind in the total count. Modern medical science suggests it takes a whole three minutes for your stomach to communicate to your brain that it's reached capacity, so don't waste time. Skip breaths if need be. Supplement by wheezing. That said, conversation should be kept to a minimum. Current social rule deems it rude to engage with someone while they're eating. You wouldn't talk to your family at the dinner table while inside your own home, would you? The same applies to dining in public. Use hand gestures as an alternative, a simple workaround that can be extended to the waitstaff, thus allowing your progress to continue unchecked. If a verbal exchange does occur, make sure to speak loudly and with a full mouth. A boisterous voice and coarse language are signs of enjoyment and should be used liberally. There's nothing more infectious than someone else's good time. These simple behavioral rules will stagger your table's trips to the line, which should reduce the risk of casual and improper chit-chat. If more than half your party is seated at a given moment, it is considered ill-bred, ignorant, and a squander of time and resources. Remember, socializing is second to your object. There's a story of a young lady who had not seen her friends in several months' time. She spent the whole of the meal in gay discourse and only managed to take in a single mound of food. Humiliated and ashamed, she was obliged to leave the restaurant through the kitchen. Wasting This topic is a relatively new code of conduct, with expectations still being defined by contemporary fashion. That said, mistakes made in this focus are considered more forgivable than frowned upon. If anyone at the table does not waste food, do not draw attention to them. Sensible portions and clean plates may be outdated, and to some an unconventional approach to buffet dining, but is entirely permitted and should not be viewed as uncouth. Those, however, wishing to follow conventional norms are encouraged to leave ample sides or mains untouched if they feel so inclined. Consuming a slice of pizza up to four inches from the crust Leaving considerable amounts of cheese, sauce, and full toppings is not considered wasting. Bone-in proteins are fun, but cumbersome, and tend to slow down a diner's progress. If a single bite is taken from the meatiest portion of the cut, it is considered consumed. As long as the food is off the line and on your plate, you're in accordance with socially acceptable wasting. Sodas are considered renewable and do not fall under the category of wasting. Flatulence. 
With the intake of an expansive aggregate of fried foods, beans, dairy products, and cruciferous vegetables, the buildup of intestinal gas in the human body is typical and should be dealt with post-haste. Previously designated areas such as restrooms and the long way back up to the bar are no longer required for the expelling of fermentation fumes. The noise level of said flatulence is at the discretion of the diner, not the table, as passe protocol formally suggests. Current standards prescribe the encouragement of the whole of the table. Other members are invited to join in and show their support of both the flatulator and promote the long-term health benefits of public relief. But remember, it's not a contest, unless specified before commencement. Nobody likes a soiled bout of feats. Miscellaneous Even the most informed diner is not without the occasional faux pas. Mimi Hightower, co-author of Spaghetti and Hot Dogs, a brief history of Western-style Japanese breakfast buffets. Avoid these all-too-common habits to stay within the limits of appropriate decorum. Water is a trite addition to your meal service and will only clutter your table, leaving you inadequate space for shells, tails, carcasses, and multiple plates. If a member of your party insists on water, do not make a scene. Simply discard your shucks and other undesirables directly to the floor and continue the discussion in the parking lot. Snapping remains the most effective way of getting someone's attention. If the service is particularly slow and you require immediate assistance, call out to the waitstaff by placing both hands around the mouth to amplify your voice. If words escape you at the moment, bark. In company, be sure to comment on the selections of others at the table, particularly if their portions are small or contain various fruits and green leaves. Jeers, taunts, and shaming are always in jest and an outward display of affection. So make sure your remarks cut deep to show your fondness. Jellos and puddings are buffet novelties and should be used as garnishes. For heartburn, try a five-second serving of vanilla soft serve sprinkled with two scoops of bacon bits. Sometimes a little hair of the dog is just what the doctor ordered. If you experience an allergic reaction to shellfish, double down with some popcorn shrimp. For those who appear weak against adversity will surely be shunned by society. Let that savory peanut sauce be an exercise in natural selection. Gape and gawk as the other diners gasp for air. Your abstain from the situation is a true mark of good form. Do not tip the paramedics, unless the individual is still with breath, as tipping is a dated practice and a blatant display of appreciation and regard in a society already bursting with empathy. Remember, compassion is the Achilles heel of any well-mannered dinner companion. Buffet dining, says the silver-tongued godfather of modern all-you-can-eat ideology and feigned buffet liaison for the MacArthur Roosevelt Cruise Line, Clive Rogers, is a celebration in post-war excess and pride, and without conduct and form in the presence of immoderation and intemperance, we're no more advanced than the Neanderthals that came before us. It is our position to lead by example for future generations, winners proficient in superabundance and self-interest, with emphasis on novelty, trend, and the marvel that is the buffet. Thank you.
has been a production of Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. With an introduction by Nicole Kalasich. And artwork by Adrian Lobel. This series is independently produced by Thaddeus Ellenberg and Will Scoville. To find more episodes and information, visit our website at tecasualfriday.com or email us at contact.casualfriday at gmail.com. 